Hey, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. Well, you asked for it. My fiance, Stephanos, is back on the show, and we're talking about conscious dating. And we broke this episode into three parts. First, we talk about preparing yourself to consciously date and what exactly consciously dating is, beginning the process of exploring, like putting yourself out there, all the swiping, deciding if you want to do online dating, and then actually consciously dating. Like when you start to go and meet people and start to step into dating someone and how to consciously communicate in that. We share a lot of tips and a lot of stories. I hope you enjoy it. Before we dive into the show today, I want to thank our sponsor, You have probably heard me talk about this company before because I'm a big fan. In fact, I just got my new bras and underwear delivered this week. I'm talking about Third Love. They are my favorite, I guess you could say lingerie company, because they use data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium. They offer more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. And honestly, this was a game changer for me. I'm a half cup size, and I didn't realize how comfortable a bra could be because I wasn't ever wearing my right size. So now I have the right size. They're comfortable bras. They also have a new cotton line, which I'm absolutely loving. It's the most comfortable bra you'll own. Straps that don't slip, tagless labels, no itching. They are lightweight, super thin foam memory cups to mold to your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. And Third Love offers a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate to a woman in need. Isn't that amazing? Ladies, Go get your bras and undies today. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, thirdlove.com slash over it for 15% off today. Great. And now on to my talk with my beloved Stephanos on consciously dating. Enjoy everybody. So welcome back. It's really, I'm really happy to be here, darling. These are my favorite. You know, I've been doing a lot of podcasts lately. These are my favorite. The ones with me? Yeah. Well, I'm biased, but <laughs> you're my favorite guest for sure. So we are going to talk about dating, mm-hmm. conscious courting, yeah, and just the whole moving from singlehood into relationshiphood, if that's something that you want. Is relationshiphood a word? It is now. Okay. Well, we made it up. <laughs> and this was a subject that a lot of you asked us to do. Mm. And because we had, well, I've definitely had a lot of experience, not in relationship and in relationship. I'd say my adult life has been split between the two so far, mm. single and dating or just single and being in a relationship. Mm. I'm very happy to say those days are behind me. The single days are behind me. And I learned a lot in the process. And I will say, and I'm sure you agree, babe, that dating in this day and age can come with its challenges. I think it comes in in, in any day and age. And this day and age, it really comes with its challenges in terms of having so much to choose from that it's paralysis by analysis and overwhelm. Yeah. And I think also if you're into personal growth, Mm. which everyone listening to this show definitely is, otherwise Mm. they wouldn't be attracted to this show. 
finding someone that shares your values and is like-minded mm. can be challenging. And generally speaking, that's especially challenging for women because again, generally speaking, mm. there are more women really invested in doing the work. And I think that's just because it's been more socially acceptable for women to be vulnerable. But thank God you're doing work with men and reclaim your kingdom <laughs> so that there are more conscious men on the market as well. I have a question for you. Okay. What are, you, what are your thoughts around women being, particularly women being so overwhelmed with potentially feeling there aren't men out there or there aren't people out there that actually align with their values and so they either retreat or they settle? Do you think that's a big thing that it's happens, big, set, the settling? A big thing. Yeah. And you're, I don't know who you know this, but you're teeing up my next book very much, very nicely. So thank you. <laughs> uh, but I think that they are settling because they're, they just think they can't have it all. And here's the thing. You can't have it all in terms of having someone that's just perfect because there is no perfect person. Sure. Um, there's always going to be little idiosyncrasies. I can never say but that word. Perfect. How do you say idiosyncrasies. it? Idiosyncrasies. Yeah, that one. I'm perfect, right? Huh? <laughs> for me. You are perfect for me. Fit. Fit. You're it's a perfect a fit. fit for me. Yeah. You are not a perfect person. I am not a perfect oh, person. I thought I was perfect. Person. No, <laughs> you're not. But I love that you're being cheeky. But that was one thing that I really learned is that when it comes to what really matters for, to you, and we're going to talk about your non-negotiables and how to figure those out, mm. you really can have those. And I had so many people tell me I couldn't have a conscious man, someone that like was as invested in the work as me. And I bought into that for a while and I did find myself settling mm. and thank God those relationships didn't work out. And we'll talk a little later about how rejection is God's protection. I love that saying. It's a great one, right? Yeah. It took me a moment when you were saying it. Like, <laughs> oh, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit slow sometimes. It, it, things. Well, just certain things. Most yeah. things you're pretty quick with. Uh, but I finally realized, you know what? I just need one. I just need one. And I'm not asking for anything I'm not. It's not like I'm not doing the work and mm. I'm asking for somebody who is, or I say mm. I'm doing the work, but I'm not really integrating it. Like I was really walking my talk the best I could. And so. You really are. Not just what you, you really are. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to dive in. We're going to talk to you about three different things tonight. We're going to talk about how to really like prep for conscious dating. Mm. And we're going to talk about really exploring. So really stepping into conscious dating. What does that look like? And then how to like show up consciously when you are leaning into maybe getting into a relationship with someone. Dating with integrity. Dating with it. integrity. Yes, 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 yes. And so this is really a show for people that are not in relationships. Although <laughs> if you're in a relationship, this will probably still be interesting to you. I you think may, there'll be some points that we yeah. cover that will help with just being in relationship and how to enhance or evolve the relationship. Yeah, for sure. Before we dive in, what do we mean by conscious dating? Oh, I think I said earlier, dating with integrity, dating with awareness, dating with a sense of knowing yourself, which is obviously going to lead us into the preparation. Dating with knowing what you want when you're dating and you're not just going in into dating or into meeting other people blindly. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also realizing that everyone is a mirror mm -hmm. and relationships and dating are one of the key ways that we learn about ourselves and we get our buttons pushed. And we attract people that bring forward our issues. And so the more conscious we are about what we're attracting, what's being triggered, 
that's part of conscious dating too. It's, it's yes, about integrity and showing up with honesty and being ourselves, but also being aware of what we're drawing in, why we're drawing it in, when we're getting triggered, how we're showing up and how all of that can be used for our learning and growth. I think that's the biggest component of conscious dating and, and what tacks onto that, what, what attaches to that is then how we show up in that process of being triggered or experiencing difficulty in the relationship or the communication or the, the dating component of that, 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 that's really what goes and defines us mm. and defines, hey, are we in a, in a conscious dating scenario or are we really unaware of what's happening? Yeah, and we're just looking for somebody to make us feel better. Yeah. yeah. We don't like being alone. We're looking for that plus one. We're looking for somebody to fill our voids or make we're us feel coming confident. From fear. Or, yeah, we're yeah. coming from fear and insecurity. Yeah. Deficit. And that's okay. We've all been in that phase. Mm. Like, that's okay. So here we go. First, preparing. Preparing. So our number one tip in this category is work on yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> date yourself, know yourself. Listening to the show is a great example of getting to know yourself, doing the personal growth work. One thing I talk a lot about on the show is that we tend to date our parents, meaning whatever we didn't get from mom or dad, we look to in a Consciously partner. Consciously and unconsciously. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. if if mom was super critical and we always wanted her love. We might go out and date people that are super critical, hoping that one day they'll love us and t- be affectionate with us. Mm. Or if dad was emotionally unavailable, then we tend to date emotionally unavailable people because we just want dad to show up and love us and be present for us. So knowing what your biggest issues are, especially with your primary caregivers, is a big part of knowing yourself when it comes to getting ready to put yourself out there consciously. Would you would you add also what you did receive from your primary caregivers in terms of what's familiar? Sure. As well, yeah. Like what you like? Well, not only what you like, but for example, if you've received, if you've been in a pattern of abuse with mm-hmm. your parents, what you did receive from, example, father, we then seek that as well in partnership because it's so familiar. It's it's how we've identified, well, that's how we give and receive love. That's how we love. So you might attract an abusive person. Yeah. Because that's where you were used to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so yeah, know know your primary wounds because Mm -hmm. that will often lead to an issue-based relationship. And I define those as the ones where you have super hot chemistry with someone and the only reason you have super hot chemistry is because if there wasn't the chemistry there, you'd run the other direction because you see yeah. all the red flags. But the reason why that chemistry is often there is because those people are, you know, become painful and frustrating enough where we're actually able to look at our issues. At so they, they help yeah. they help wake us up. The second thing would be really get clear on what you want and what you don't want from a real authentic place. So what you could want in a partner, what you could want in dating may come more from, like you said, fear or insecurity or what other people have told you you need or what someone you think your friends may like. It, it's kind of more the surface thing, mm. which is very, very different from like, well, really, what do you truly need? Like, I know I needed someone again who had done his inner work. Mm. I knew I needed someone who was commitment ready because I was really commitment ready. I knew I needed someone I felt really safe with. Mm. I know I needed someone that would respect my work and Mm. everything that I do. So it was less about like, I need him to be a certain height or I, you know, it's less about that list and more clear on how you need to feel Mm. in a relationship. 
I was very clear that for me it was very important that I was I was seen for who I was. Mm-hmm. I was I was heard as well and I was understood. That was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. So when I would communicate, I would be understood. Of course it was my role to communicate with clarity and effectively and and know what I wanted to speak to or how whether it was how I felt or thought about certain things, but really to be really understood for me. And to to not be judged, yeah, that was a big one for me That's as a well. Big one. That's not, a big one, yeah. yeah. For, for for a lot of men as well, but to to not be judged for my past, that was a big one for me. And mm-hmm. to also not be judged with how I am in the present, but rather to be met with that. And I don't mean, of course, to that I can behave how I want, and I've got an open mm-hmm. open book to do that. That's that's not fair, and that's not equitable. But just to just to be met with compassion and yeah. non-judgment, which is you do very, very well. <laughs> well, because I've learned how to do it for myself yeah. most of the time. Yeah. And you may be thinking, all right, well, how do you, like, write that down on a list? Like, th- those are more feelings. Like, how mm-hmm. do you know that someone's going to make you feel understood or make you feel seen? Well, you you kind of know right away. Mm-hmm. So if if you're on a first date and you feel judged or you don't feel like it's safe to be you or – they're sarcastic remarks that are they're a little bit deprecating or, or and you start to notice that you clam up, then that's a no because you really need to feel safe and feel seen. Mm. And the thing about lists, because I know a lot of people make lists of what they want, like mm. they need to be into health and they need to be kind to dogs and they need to like mm-hmm. what whatever. You have charity or be have this hair, or this, this body type, or whatever it may be. Those are fine and not very useful because they can often be very surface-based. Yeah. So when we're talking about what we need, we're really talking about how you need to feel in a relationship. Mm. And if you're feeling the absolute opposite of really what you think you need to feel early on in dating someone, then that's a no. I think you said it very clearly earlier, or just a moment ago, with respect to you can you you know when someone is not meeting your needs. And so if you move forward a little bit, and just be yourself in that dating process, you'll know immediately how you're being Mm -hmm. met because if you're not being yourself, then you're not giving the person an opportunity to to really respond or react and just be truthful to who you're being. If you be yourself, you be true, if you just show up honestly, then... You're skipping ahead. I am. (laughs) I know. But you brought it up and so I thought I'd just... But it's a it's a segue for later. For later, so we're going to talk more about being authentic. So two two more things in this section. They're super quick. Know your intention. Like, yeah, are you exploring from. because you want to like date different people and see what you like? Are you really dating because you want to be married and you want to be in a serious relationship? And be clear up front inside yourself and with the people that you're dating. Because if you're on the page of I'm really dating to be in a relationship and someone else is on the page of I have people on rotation and I'm not commitment mm. ready, that is going to be no fun. Here's the thing with that. And so people think that, oh, well, if I tell someone on the first date that I'm into and wanting a serious relationship, then I may scare them off. Good. Yeah. 
because they're not for you and they don't want what you want and that is somewhat of a non-negotiable. Yeah. If, if, they're, if they're playing the field or if they're, if they're wanting to be with different partners, whether it be just having fun, whether it be multiple sexual partners, whatever it may be, and you really want a serious relationship, if you don't really speak your truth around that, then you're going to attract people that aren't aligned with what you want. Exactly, which brings us to non-negotiables mm. and getting clear on what your non-negotiables are. Mm. One of mine was commitment ready. And when our friends, when I saw you on my computer screen and our friends were like, hey, I think let's find out if he's single, we can introduce you. I said, don't you find like out if boss. he's single. Yeah, I said non-negotiable. Boss. I had dated enough quote unquote single men that weren't commitment <laughs> ready. And so I said, don't find out if he's single. Please ask if he's like relationship ready, if he's looking for his beloved. And luckily the answer was yes. So I learned along the way that when, when I compromise on my non-negotiables, I always would lose. I'd yeah. always end up hurt. I'd end up, or I'd end up ghosted, or I'd end up contorting myself into pretzel or having anxiety. And when I knew my non-negotiables, things like obviously personal growth, commitment ready, non-smoker, into health, because <laughs> getting someone like, I didn't want to change, I didn't want to have to change someone on some of my core values. Yeah. And so those were, those were big. And some, and also um, someone who was doing work that they loved. That was super important to me too, yeah. because I do work that I love. I see people really struggle when they don't feel on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted someone that felt on purpose. Mm. Luckily you ticked all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the list. The list. It wasn't super long. It was just super clear. And that's the other thing. Don't yeah. make it super long because that can be a bit of a distraction. Just get super, super, super clear on what you want. And then I'll share one more thing that we didn't write down here. Part of my prep, especially in calling you in, was was really like surrendering my attachments to how I needed it to look and surrendering the list, surrendering the more superficial list and really saying, and I shared this, I think it was an episode when I was coaching a girl named Vanessa. If you go back a couple episodes, I shared this full story. So go back and listen to that one. I really said, okay, universe, you pick, you be my matchmaker. And that was a big part of calling you in and, and really conscious dating because- if you're going to do quote unquote conscious dating, you can't control it. Mm. You really got to surrender it and, and really trust that the universe, God, spirit, whatever is going to bring you your soulmate. But if you're attached to how it needs to look and you're controlling too much, then you can get in the way. Mm. I find for me, I, I went through a very similar process. And what I find works really well is the excitement of the unknown. Mm. So the excitement of what may arise when you, for me, when I let go of my attachment to how it had to look. Mm -hmm. And it was, oh, is it going to happen here? Is it potentially going to happen there? I don't mind actually if it happens tomorrow or if it happens in three years' time. Because I was so, again, passionate and, and, and involved and inspired by what I was doing and being in the world that, that was another component. And so when we get excited and we and we get really clear, we don't come from desperation. I think that's very important because then we're not coming from fear yeah. and attachment. Yeah. yeah, 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 so true. Okay, so now we're going to move on to step two, which is exploring, putting yourself out there, swiping, getting dates, all the things. <laughs> asking, asking your friends to set you up with their friends. Yes, so number one, authenticity. Be yourself. 
Don't put Photoshop pictures up if you're doing a profile <laughs> or pictures of you from five years ago. Or say you're 30 when you're 58. Right, exactly. <laughs> or um, have somebody else write your profile so that it's like not really you. Um, really just be yourself, whether you're doing an online profile or you're just out in the world. If you want a conscious relationship and you want to date consciously, you've got to stop pretending and putting on masks and, and, and stop trying to be who you think someone else would want be you. And then you're going to attract someone who is being themselves Mm. (laughs) and you have the opportunity to consciously date without masks and without personas Mm. and without, I mean, in the early stages of dating, we all contort a little bit because we're impressing and flirting and all those kinds Mm. of things. However, do it authentically. Yeah. Peacock feathers. Mm. But what would you say? Well, what I say to that, Mm. I completely agree with that. And I think that when we're being ourselves, what's happening is that we're not only attracting uh, other people that are being themselves, we're attracting people that actually resonate with our values yes. and what our interests are yes. and how we show up in the world that that appreciate our quirkiness or appreciate our idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. or appreciate our personality types. And that's important because you're able to recognize a match cleaner. The thing, things that I remember in my life, I put so many masks up because I thought this is what people wanted. Mm. And then great, I'd attract certain people, but I couldn't sustain wearing those masks. So the moment those masks came off, the, the the relationship just went to shit. It yeah. became so difficult. There was there was disconnection. There was argument. There was tension. Mm-hmm. There was frustrations. There was there was awkwardness. Yeah, it's so it, awkward so, when you're oh, not yourself. So it's so. Awkward. And then you fight with yourself to try and be someone else, but then you're then you're upset at yourself. So I was cultivating resentment against myself, and I would project that because I didn't have the emotional maturity yeah. years ago to actually look at that and say, okay. Well, what am I doing here? How can I be responsible yeah. for this? And so then I'd project that onto them and and I'm a man and I'm fairly loud and I and I can be abrasive <laughs> and I have been in the past. And so I would quote unquote win that argument and be left feeling yuck because yeah. I just I hurt other people and was not being truthful. Yeah. And so then I, I slipped stream into a process of avoidance. Well, that sounds fun. Well, it's just exhausting. It, it really is. is exhausting. And I, I, I'll i give you an example. So when I was probably about four years ago, some of the things, the dating advice I'd get is, well, maybe don't talk about your career so much. Maybe don't talk about like spirituality and personal growth and, you know, those things and plant medicine and and I was like, okay, well, fine. I'll talk about what, like politics? I mean, what am I? So, but what, and I would go on dates and I'd try to avoid talking about things that mattered most to me. And it was awful. First of all, I'd end up just asking questions and the other person would talk the whole time. And I felt like I wasn't being myself and I wasn't being authentic. So they probably would have been bored as well because they want to get to know you too. It depends on who you're dating. It, it of depends course. again, but if you're not being yourself, yeah. then you're gonna also attract false people. Yeah. So if you're being false, guess what? You're gonna call people who also wear masks. Okay. Number two, be open. Release your attachment on how you think it should look. Put yourself out there. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, I know a lot of you have resistance to online dating. We're gonna talk about that next. Mm. However, it is an amazing way. I know lots of couples who have met that way and are super happy. Mm. So it is a way. 
be open to going to new events. Think about where like-minded people are. I went to so many entrepreneurial events, personal growth events. Because they aligned with your values. Yes, they aligned with my values. And I was like, this is where, it's like, where is the person, the man or woman going to be? Like, if you want to meet someone like-minded, then go to events where there's going to be like-minded people. And I invested a lot in going to those kind of events. One, because I could grow, but, and two, because you know what? I thought, Hey, if I'm likely to meet someone, it's going to be at a place like this. So, and I would go alone and I would also often travel to go to these events. So I was definitely getting out of my comfort zone and definitely putting myself out there. And being adventurous. Yeah, I was being adventurous. And, and I also was super clear, like when people would ask me, so what are you up to? Or is there anything I can support you with? Like friends or new people I would meet. I would say, I'm calling my partner. This is what I'm looking for. <laughs> and I just would have like a one to two sentence synopsis of what I was looking for. And I was like, if you know anyone that you think would be a match for me, let me know. So I also put it out there in that way. Mm. And also just on the adventurous part, and spontaneity is really cool too. We'll speak to that in a moment. But on the adventurous part... Yeah, Christine maybe would travel, and, and I would do the same as well, but we would travel to different places. For me, I would travel either interstate or to Asia or to New Zealand where, where I was, and Christine would travel obviously around the US or wherever. But it doesn't have to be that, I don't want to say drastic, but that to that magnitude. It can be simply, hey, I'm going down to the corner store or to Walmart or to um, Jimbo's or Whole Foods, whatever. I'm, I'm going to dress nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. be adventurous and dress nice and – and put, put some a little effort into and, it. Yeah, put some effort in. And that, that's adventurous as well. And that doesn't require massive effort or you spending thousands of dollars to go to an event or to cross country. But that's also a form of being adventurous and thinking outside of that box and getting outside of your comfort zone. I remember a friend of mine said to me, he always used, he's Italian and he, he always used to dress nice. He'd even come to training and wear nice clothes and train. And I'd say, why would you even train in those clothes? It's ridiculous. Training as little clothing as possible and get in the sun. It's the best thing to do. We would, we'd always laugh about that. But he actually said to me, he said, this when he was single, he said, I don't know who I'm going to meet today. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go down the shop and or the store and I may meet I may meet the love of my life or I may meet a beautiful girl and I want to look good yeah. and feel good about myself. And I thought that's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. a really good point and I think this is part of the conscious courting or conscious exploring yeah. piece is act as if. Yeah. Like yeah, you never you never know. One one thing that I would do as I was going through my day is I would talk to well now it's you but him. <laughs> and, and I would, I would talk in my car to you, him. So and I would also tell him where I was going to be. I was like, okay, so to, I'm on my way to Whole Foods in an hour or two. And then tonight I'm going to be at this place. And I would con, I would be like putting it out to the universe or with putting no it out attachment. to him. I call with it no low attachment. Drag. Yeah. Low, low drag, drag. Yeah. of like, Oh, I'm going here and Oh, I'm going there. And this is where I'm going to be. Because I wanted to do everything in my power mm. to both surrender and to do everything in my power mm-hmm. to put it out to the universe that this is what I was calling in. And I really believe that your your person, if you are going for a partnership, is already energetically connected to you. And so the more you can speak to them, dress for them, even if they're not there yet. Mm. And the more you put intention into how you're going out in the world, like there's such a difference between 
throwing on a pair of leggings, your Uggs, hair up in a run bun and a raggedy old sweatshirt and running to the store and then complaining about never meeting men versus having, getting into your feminine energy, putting a little lip gloss on, wearing something that makes you feel sexy and walking into the grocery store with a little bit of swagger. Again, with no attachment, it just puts you in the energy of Mm. romance. Mm. And if you're calling in a relationship or or even just calling in people to date, you got to be in that energy. Mm. Okay, number three is choose. We call this choose your playing field. And what we mean by this is be committed to where you're going to put yourself out there. Yeah. If you hate online dating and swiping, and you get on apps and you have a bad attitude about it, and you think they suck, and you could just complain for hours about it, then don't do it. No, be be all in or get out. Yeah, it's simple as that. And really, really commit to it. And and so, if you're going to go on online dating, or if you're going to go to new events and and meetups, and of course, events that align with your values and what actually interests you, then really be there. Don't be half-hearted. Don't pretend to want to be there, but not people will pick up on that. And more importantly, you just want to have a good time. And Life's about having fun. You've got to have fun. You've got to play. And if you're not really present, that's what it's really – what this comes down to, choose your playing field, is presence. Yeah. Really be present and open to what you're experiencing and what you're choosing to do. Otherwise, if you're not all in – Get out. Get yeah. out. Yeah. Don't go. Like I was at, I was somewhere with a bunch of girls when I was in Austin and one of the girls that was single was like, oh, I don't want to go out tonight but I know I should because – there's so many men here. And I'm like, if you have that vibe, don't do it. Mm. Come back and watch a movie with us. Because if you're going because you think you should and you're pushing yourself, then you're not all in. So yes, we're saying stretch yourself and get out of your comfort zone and be open, but check your attitude while you're doing it. Yeah. Like don't just go for the sake of going or because you think you should or because you're pushing yourself because you're not going to meet somebody in that vibration. Mm. Last thing on this category is know your guidelines or your boundaries. I had some rules for myself when it came to dating, and they just were things that worked for me. Why are you laughing? Because you're cute. Uh, so, for example, I when I did do online dating, I never would meet someone unless I had a brief conversation on the phone first because, one, I didn't want to waste my time. Two, I could f- kind of feel someone's energy by hearing their voice way better than text. And three, it was a way for me to check their integrity and their level of like being a man. Like if I requested a phone call in like a very feminine way, like, hey, I'd love to hear your voice. Here's my number. I'm available, blah, blah, blah. If a woman said that to me when I was single, I'd be like, yeah, how good is that? Yeah, right? Like I really think that a man calling a woman is like getting flowers these days. It's so rare. It's like, oh my God, he called. Um, And I think we avoid that with, with online dating and this internet phenomenon that we're in, people just text date all the time. And so I really wanted to experience what it was like to not text someone. So that was one of my guidelines is I needed a call. I also was clear that I wasn't sleeping with people early in the relationship at all because I knew for me, I would get emotionally connected and invested. So that was one of my guidelines with myself. I also like to meet people rather than them pick me up on a first date because just like a safety thing. So those were just some of my little guidelines that made me feel safe and me feel empowered. And maybe this is more a thing for women, 
to know our guidelines and boundaries and to stick to them. And it is for men, I'll, I'll have you answer that. But I think for women, knowing that we have our own back and knowing that we have a set of guidelines or things that make us feel safe and supported and really sticking to that makes us feel safer when we're mm. dating. And that I think also that's an element of conscious dating because you know your needs and you mm. know your boundaries and you know what you need to feel safe. And that's part of conscious dating is knowing yourself. Mm. I think it's a little bit different for men in terms of the the boundaries and the, and the, the safety more than anything else. But to speak for myself, if I was meeting someone new for the first time, it was important to know a little bit about that person before mm. we met. Not a lot, but just enough to to make the meeting worth it. To make sure there was alignment there in values, and we had inter- we had common interests and shared shared values. Some of those non negotiables around mm-hmm. for me, very similar to you, really around transformation, personal growth, around health, around uh, self respect. Mm. Yeah, How would you know those things right off the bat? Well, you wouldn't know them off the bat. You'd mm-hmm. ask. I, I would You'd ask, ask questions, questions, which would, this is a segue for soon, I think. Okay. Um, but I would be really clear around that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and of course, wanting to spend physical time with people in terms of not having having lengthened conversations via text. I just think it's it's a beautiful medium for communication. Mm-hmm. Great, and it has its place. But when you're meeting someone. I think it's really nice it's, to meet yeah. them. Again, if there's a base that's being that's being met, yeah. a base value uh, resonance that's being met. Yeah, if you want to be consciously dating, get off text. Yeah. yeah. Like really. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to go back to getting to know people, mm-hmm. allowing the viscera to really interpret what's happening in there because that's how we're losing our intuition. We're not, we're not meeting people and being in people's physical presence. We're not able to really assess the situation. And so we're not having practice around our intuition being able to express itself fully because mm-hmm. everything's done via text. There's so much that's missed out, so much communication or interpretation of how someone's showing up when we're not in their physical presence. Mm. So get clear on what you want, make sure they meet at least the base, and then go meet someone. Yeah. And have some fun. One of my other guidelines too, and this was something I stuck to more the closer and closer I got to you is when there was any, any hint of my non-negotiable or, and any, when I got like any red flag, I was, no, I was done. I didn't stay in and pretend or put blinders on or think I could change someone. That was one of my guidelines. Like as soon as I see a, a big red flag, I was out. I didn't ignore him. Okay. So now let's talk about like dating. So you've prepped yourself, you've put your profile on, or you've done your things to get out in the world. You've taken your run bun down and put some lip gloss on (laughs) (laughs) for the gentlemen. I don't know. What would it be for them? They shaved Uh, (laughs) something like that. (laughs) And now you're actually dating someone. So you're, you're in the kind of beginning of a dating. My first and biggest tip here, and we we talk, teased this in the beginning, and we've said it multiple times, is be authentic, not strategic. Mm. Like from the get-go, be you, be honest, take off masks, and really, really communicate what you need. Don't hold stuff inside. Because if you start doing that in the beginning of dating someone, it's just going to compound. Yeah. Yeah. When we wear masks, we are losing at the game of life. Mm-hmm. I know for me personally, every time I've worn masks, 
I've regretted it massively. I've created more distance in the relationship mm-hmm. because, again, back to what I said earlier, it's too difficult to sustain. And either we suffer, either I was suffering, the other person was suffering, or we were both suffering. Yeah. It's just a lose-lose. There's no – nothing good comes from it. They Others will then get upset that – they perceive that as a lie. Yeah. it's essentially what it is. You're lying. Yeah, and masks are things it's like people-pleasing. Yeah. Pretending you're enjoying something when, when you're, you're not. not. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's pretending. Any way that you're you're pretending and and being authentic, not authentic. Falsifying your non-negotiables, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as an example, saying you you want an exclusive monogamous relationship when that's not really what you right. want, and then that's not how you're acting. Right. Right. And I think other ways that we can be more strategic versus being authentic is thinking of what we want that person to be, like thinking of what we may want from that person. And then, yeah, so we act according with that. Mm -hmm. So a possible example in heterosexual relationship of a woman being strategic versus authentic is if she really wants a committed relationship and the guy really isn't committing and she pretends to be fine with that because she thinks if she's just fine with that, the fact that he's not committing that eventually He'll think, oh, she's so cool because she's so laid back that he'll commit. That's you actually being strategic because you're playing a part, thinking it's going to get your result versus truly being authentic and saying, actually, I'm really in this time in my life where I'm looking for a committed relationship. And if that's not you, I wish you well and goodbye. Yeah. Let's talk about communication. I love your two-part communication. Oh, yeah. So communication is so important for so many reasons, obviously, because it it gets us what we want and there's nothing wrong with getting what we want if Mm -hmm. we're coming from an authentic place. And it also gives people a sense of safety because they really get to know that who we are because we're communicating our truth. And so the the first part to any communication for me is if something's arising within us that's a difficulty or a challenge, perhaps your partner's behaved in a way. Or the person you're dating. The person you're dating, sorry, that's right. It's a little bit different here in the US. The, the person you're dating is, uh, the terminology is different. The person you're dating has behaved in a way that's maybe triggered you or upset you or it's just it's just not acceptable to you. And don't vomit or react to that. In other words, when I say vomit, don't vomit out information to them. Be with it first. The first part of this is be continent with what you're thinking and feeling. Absorb it yourself. Honour it within you first. What do you mean be continent? Uh, so you know what being incontinent means when you lose your bowels? So be continent with words and thoughts and, and ideas and feelings. In other words, be self-reflective and self-aware first. Spend some time with what it actually means to you. You know when we when we hear something that upsets us, we can react immediately, but if we sit with it and stay with it and contemplate it, maybe do some journaling, maybe go out in nature, go for a walk, give it some more context, go deeper into it, we realise that, oh, there's, there's so much more to that mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily have to react to it. Mm-hmm. And so we can be more responsive and in that then we can go to our partner to speak about it mm-hmm. and to communicate it. And we have to communicate it with compassion and clarity and discernment so they have every opportunity to really understand where we're coming from. But if we give it thought first, then we're not just going to vomit yeah. a bunch of words out and no one's going to understand it and it turns into an argument and a – and a Or it just pushes the person away because if you're newly dating yeah. and you go Bleh! 
over yeah. somebody. They're going to be it's like, scary. see ya. Yeah. No, it's thanks. A bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. And this is important to do early in dating because you don't want to withhold in the beginning. Cause it becomes it, an effective communication strategy. Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. So if you want to consciously date, you got to be conscious in the dating process, not just yeah. when you're decide your boyfriend, girlfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend or boy, whatever Yeah, y- you be conscious from the start. So I love that. Like if something's upsetting you be with it yourself first and then speak to the person about it. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, make sure to use eye language. Don't yeah. blame them. Do so with compassion and also be really, really clear about what was triggering you, what was your responsibility in it, mm. and what your request is of that other person. Yeah. 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 Holding their feelings into account and understanding mm-hmm. them as well is always going to keep them being, help them to be more receptive and more open into what you're actually saying. And it becomes a, a dialogue as opposed to two people talking at each other. Yeah. becomes a mutual and reciprocated, it's a beautiful exchange yeah. of learning and growing, really. If you're not communicating, you're not consciously dating. Yeah. You're just not. Yeah. If you're holding it in, you're not, you're not consciously mm-mm, dating. Mm-mm. If you're not communicating with yourself and really checking in, if you're not communicating to that other person, then, and if you're not aware of your, your triggers that are coming up, it's just, it's just really about awareness. Mm-hmm. And also in conscious dating, you cannot change people. People can change. You've changed. I've changed, but mm. I haven't changed you and you've no. changed me. No, we haven't. And people only change because they change themselves. Because they want to as well. Because they want to. And, and you really can't, you know, you might even think, well, I'll inspire them to change. I'll be the catalyst for the change. No, <laughs> no, sorry. It's really a self thing. People change because they decide to change. So just know like, when you're consciously dating, your eyes are wide open mm. and you're willing to see what's there and not think that that person's going to change. Yeah. People, people can be inspired to change, but sure. like you said, it's on their, on their terms. On their and terms. On the, at their own accord. Yeah. In their own time. Like if I, <laughs> if I met you and you weren't in personal development at all and I sat around and I'm like, well, I know if he just hangs around me enough and he sees my friends doing it and like he listens to my podcast and maybe he'll just all of a sudden start doing it. Like, no, mm. no. If you were a big no to it and you weren't taking any steps in that direction, I, I couldn't, I would either have to accept that and go, you know what? Of I course. like you enough and yeah. that's not a non-negotiable for me and great. Like let's do this. And then if one day you decided you wanted to read a personal growth book, like awesome. But I couldn't be attached to that. Mm. Again, go back to that low attachment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Low attachment and high clarity on what's most important to you. Of course. And if what's most important to you is not there, then keep looking. Mm. I said this earlier, you like this one, rejection is God's protection. So I had a lot of what I judged as rejection, but it really was just not alignment. Mm. It was just, it wasn't a match. It wasn't a fit. And when we, when we feel slightly rejected, we often fight for things harder because our ego is wounded. So we definitely have rose colored glasses on (laughs) and Take the rose-colored glasses off and know that if someone is saying no to you, that's really helping you get to a yes with someone else. Yeah. And to to also in that process not take it personally. I was having mm-hmm. this discussion. We were having this discussion a couple of weeks ago and I was speaking to our friend Josh about it as well. We are talking directly about rejection. And I, and I said to him, is, 
really, yes, we can perceive rejection, but are we actually really being rejected when we look at it? People come to any relationship with their own idea of what's right and wrong, their own interpretation of what suits them and what doesn't, well before you came along, before they even knew you. Mm -hmm. And so what they may not like is not necessarily you specifically, it's just what you're representing. Maybe it's a trigger for them. Maybe something that you're wearing reminds them of a, a traumatic event from years and years ago. And so we can't take that rejection personally. That's another thing that's really important. And so and we can, it feeds back into God's protection where there's something that's looking out for us, something it's our own intuition, our higher self, the divine God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, the cosmos, it's looking out for us, telling us that this relationship, this dynamic, it's not for us. Right. It's, not, it's not healthy for us. It's not going to really teach us or help us grow. And it's just not for us. And it's hard to see that when we're in it. But if we can come back to these principles, it helps us understand ourselves better and feel a little calmer in, in a process that can sometimes be turbulent. Yeah, it can be really rejection turbulent. Rejection not nice. It's not. And often dating is a process of elimination. And even conscious mm. dating is a process of elimination. Mm. And you might even be consciously dating someone and both realize, hey, like, we're not a match. We're not a match. Yeah. And you can have a conscious goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And there's then there's also those like unconscious goodbyes. Like if if there's ghosting at all going on, no, that's another no. No, mm. that's another rejection being God's protection. That hurts too. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It really, really hurts. And you know, I think I did an episode. I take it personally so much. Don't oh, I? Mm. I, yeah, I did a coach's corner on ghosting, so you can go back and and listen to that. And it's also, it's knowing that that other person doesn't have the tools or the willingness yeah. to communicate like a grown-up. Yeah. And they're, that's they're a, coming from hurt. They're too. coming from hurt and it's they're coming from excuse. fear. And it's a crappy thing to do to another person. Just know if it's happened to you, you're not alone. And mm-hmm. again, that that person is not your match and it's really not about you. It feels like rejection. Yeah. But it's really, it's really not, not about it's you. Definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. It's our own wounding. It is. It is. The ghosting, the... If you're feeling anxious when you text the person you're dating, mm. if, if you feel like it's great to feel butterflies in terms of excitement, but if you're feeling like you're like one of the reasons I knew stuff was my person is I never second guessed a thought like a text, you know, like I didn't, I didn't super analyze, Oh, what am I going to say to him? Yeah. How am I going to answer this question? Or I didn't go through turmoil in my communication with you. No, I was thoughtful, but I didn't have anxiety about it. Yeah. Yeah, likewise, likewise. I think maybe the first voice note I sent you, I think I recorded. I was like, oh, what did I just say then? And then I recorded <laughs> it again, but that's probably about it. <laughs> well, that's just cute that you were a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. But that's different nervous. than like, again, trying to be strategic, yeah. trying to be like, how can I craft this text in a way that's yeah. going to make him or her like me more, whatever. Like, I, if you're consciously dating, there's, there's, yeah, nerve, <laughs> nerves are one, nerves are one thing, but true anxiety and self doubt and and feeling paralyzed in your communication and like you don't know what to say yeah that's another indicator that this is probably not a match yeah if it's a consistent struggle then it's definitely an indicator yes and if it's a consistent struggle with everyone you date then i would say maybe stop dating and go back to the first section we talked about which is do a little work on On yourself and look at those patterns Yeah. yeah yeah and just a side note on that even though there was some anxiousness take action especially as a man, really lead and take action. And you're, you're allowed to feel a little bit of nervousness. You're allowed to feel a little bit of fear or whatever it may be in the, in the dating process. But 
continue to take action and, and come from a real authentic place and come from a place of alignment within yourself and integrity because you won't regret the, 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 the tools that are built within self. I mean, I, I learned so much from being anxious or being, being fearful but still stepping through and not even not stepping through being an option. Mm-hmm. Always allowing myself or very often allowing myself to continue to communicate, albeit maybe scary. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Way better to courageously communicate than to mm. hold things in to protect yourself because if you don't courageously communicate, then you can never actually get what you want. If you live in fear and self-protection, mm. then how can you really call in? Just retracted and contracted yeah. in life, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's end with some words of encouragement. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go? <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh, okay. If you're dating and you're finding it difficult to meet amazing human beings, don't give up. Can you, I know that sounds really simple, but maybe some of you have heard that, that story, Three Feet from Gold. It's, it's a really quickly, it's a story about a man who had a, a piece of land and he was digging for gold on this land for like 30 or 40 years and he just got fed up. He just didn't, he, there was no gold and he basically just sold this plot of land to his neighbour for a dollar. And his neighbour thought, oh, I'll just start digging. I don't have much to do. And within minutes, he struck gold. And the, the gentleman before him was three feet away from gold. Mm. And so the moral of that story is don't give up. Continue to be you. Don't be disheartened because really go back to that God's uh, God's protection is every every experience you've had, whether it be negative or positive, that hasn't quite worked out for you in the way you've really wanted it to, has just been a marker on your your map, your mm-hmm. relationship map of life, and it's just bringing you closer to what you truly deserve and what you truly desire. Yeah. And so that's really important to to hold on to that and be consistent in that practice. And one way to be consistent and not lose faith is have fun. Yeah. Have fun, play, yeah, be light. Yeah, we've been light. so serious. Have fun. Be, be, be light. Like really enjoy meeting new people. Enjoy being adventurous. Enjoy being spontaneous. Enjoy challenging your own communication edge. Yeah. Enjoy Re- meeting new people. Yeah. And, 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 and just enjoy, ju- enjoy the fun of going to new restaurants or going to new places or trying new things such as roller skating or whatever, no. whatever it may be. But have fun because that's what life is for is to have fun. Mm, mm. My words of encouragement will be brief. What you want, wants you. (laughs) So I, one thing that kept, gave me so much faith and hope during times when I felt very hopeless in in dating, because there were, there were times I definitely was not having fun. I would remember he's looking for me too. He wants this. I wouldn't feel this longing for this kind of conscious relationship if someone out there wasn't wanting it too. So it's just a matter of time. And I also kept in mind that he was on his journey. And even though I felt ready, maybe he wasn't quite ready yet. And that was true. I was ready before you were. So I had to wait. And it was worth it. But let me repeat my words of encouragement. What you want wants you to. So know it's not all up to you. Know that 
what you're seeking is seeking you too. And take, mm. take deep comfort in that. We mm. love you all. We're rooting for you. Well, if you have other topics you want us to discuss or questions you want us to answer, please send an email to assistantchristinehassler.com. 